0: Say the game is getting old. Monday morning and
1: your coffee's cold.
0: Life is not what you Hello everyone, and be. welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo, and oh man, do we have a really great show for you? I'm just telling you what boys. I did folks. You, you just gotta know something here. The, the, there are books, and I and you know, I read every book for every show, right? Before I do the show, I read take notes, and um, but this one. This one from Boss to Boss by uh Zondra Wimberly, and I'm gonna call her friend because I think we have kindred spirits and and uh I know we do. Uh, but I want to tell you something. If you are out there today and you ever been on the weekend enjoying Friday night, Saturday, all day, halfway through Sunday, and you wake and you start to realize that you gotta go work on Monday and you hate it this book's for you. If you're in the middle of trying to figure out what you're going to do in your career, this book is for you. If you feel like you're too old and you can't make a career change, this book is for you. This book is for anybody who's ever questioned what their what their real purpose is in their life and their work. This book is for you. So I'm going to ask you to do me a favor here, please. All right, now listen, if you're listening to us podcast, you know, I, I can't expect you to Uh, take out a piece of paper and take notes, okay? But I want you to go back and re-listen to this show and take notes on the things that Zondra Wimberly is going to say to you today because they're this important. They are life-changing, they are career-changing, and they will change your direction and your purpose. I promise you they will. She has a beautiful soul, she has a beautiful heart, and she has something to say, and it's practical, it's applicable, and it applies to you. I promise it does. Um, and so we're going to speak to her in just a minute. Before we do that, let's do we do every week, right? We are four part people. We are physical, mental, emotional, spiritual people. And on the show, we do this every week. Uh, if you've not joined us or watched this on DBTV and thanks for watching and listening. And what we do is we have, you evaluate yourself in these four areas, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually scale of one to 10, one being it's not good at all. And 10 being it's outstanding five being average. And, Whatever your number is that you decide that you are, right? Whatever that is, I don't want you to worry about that number. What I want you to do is I want you to see it as a starting place for where you can improve. Because wow. that's what, what this is about. So, let's take, for example, the physical area, right? So, if you were to evaluate yourself on getting enough exercise, eating right, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, what number would you give yourself physically, right? So, if you're two, what we're trying to do is go, well, let's just try to get to 2.5. What could I change right now to get to 2.5? If you're at eight. What can you get to get to an 8.25, right? Just get a little better, right? Here's the thing that we know in all these areas. If you're not growing, we're never static, we're dying, right? So, we want to be improving every day of our life, all right? So, physical, that's your first number. Second number is the mental number, mental intellectual, right? You, You cannot sit on the couch, be a couch potato and hope things come at you and somehow you're going to magically absorb things and you're going to grow in knowledge, wisdom and understanding. That's not going to happen. You have to be an active participant, in your, in your mental, intellectual growth. What are you doing to grow yourself in knowledge and understanding? It, I, no less than, I think, four times in this book. Zandra makes a point, says, do your research, do your research, do your research, do your research, do your homework, learn, learn everything you can, take advantage of all the learning that you have available to. You. There's so many ways to do that. You have to be an active participant. And, and so, on a scale of 1 to 10, how well would you say that you're doing in your learning, your growth, and in, in knowledge, understanding, right? Scale of 1 to 10, right? That's your second number. Third number is your emotional self, right? And I break this down into two very simple ways. One, how well are you able to control your emotions under stress and pressure and tension? And then the second part of it is, how well are you able to tap into and understand the emotions of other people? now listen the first part of it is is this the first part of it is emotional control right and the truth of the matter is you can control your emotions right I, I say this to, I've said this to my psychology classes kick me in the shins I have a variety of responses I can make if I choose to but the second part can be harder because we may not have the, vo- medica- the vocabulary emotional vocabulary to be able to understand the emotions of other people and truly step into their world and listen So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you evaluate yourself emotionally? And then finally, the spiritual area. (laughs) And listen, we're all spiritual beings, right? We're we're, we're spiritual beings living in a physical body. That's really the truth. And, And the truth of the matter is we all live by faith. You took a sip of your cup of coffee this morning, believed it wasn't poisonous. You put your key in the car and turned it on, believing it would start up. You saw the walk sign on the crosswalk and you believed that the cars weren't going to hit you. You, you, you. We all live by faith every day. Right? And then here's the other thing. What brings you back to centeredness and peace in the midst of chaos? What brings you joy in the midst of chaos? That's a, that's, that is a spiritual practice. Is it God Is is it nature? Is it meditation? Is it something else? And then the question you have to ask yourself, is it working for you? So on a scale of one to 10, what's your spiritual number? Now, those four numbers, they're like the air and the tires of your car. All right. If one of those areas is low, what happens? The car veers, right? One way or another. And over time, you're going to make a mess of the car. And at the same token, if all four tires are too low, what happens? You're going to ruin the car. Right, so we want to bring our tires to the right heights. And speaking of someone who does that, her name is Zandra Wimberly. She is a professional development expert, author, speaker, career transition coach. She helps women transition from an unfulfilling job to purpose. Zondra has over 20 years of experience training individuals in the areas of business development and entrepreneurialism, working, workplace etiquette, customer service, and career transition. She is a Detroit native. She holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in communications from the University of Michigan. Uh, go Wolverines, and a master's of art degree from public administration from Wayne State University. Uh, she's a wife and a mother of five. Uh, you can connect with her by going to ZandraWimberly.com, and she's also on social media all over. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, and welcome to A New Direction for the first time, Zandra Wimberly. Zandra, welcome to A New Direction.
1: Thank you so much, Coach Jay. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm so pleased to be here today.
0: Well, I am I am excited to have you on here. So I think we should begin by telling the beginning of that that day. That day you had the wake-up call with family and friends and let people know uh, that story because I think they're going to relate to your story too. So tell them that story that all of a sudden this all changed.
1: So it was my birthday weekend and I was having an absolute fabulous weekend, enjoying time with my family, my friends. I've got a bunch of children and they're all quite animated. So we we have great celebrations at my house. You just never know what the youngest one is going to say to the oldest one. And, you know, if you've got kids, they always all always know more than you do. So then there's lively (laughs) debates and spirited conversations. And, you know, we're old in the olden days, which really isn't that old (laughs) or far back. So and I, you know, I'm often challenging them and saying things like, may you have a daughter that's just like you. So (laughs) this is the kind of weekend I had had. Uh, My husband had cooked a meal for me and we just had had a wonderful weekend celebrating me and my life and my becoming one year older. And and I remember vividly that it was on a Sunday. And so as the day began to wind down, as you do, most of us do, you begin to plan for the next day. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, my God, I've got to go into this job tomorrow. I've got to go into this place that is unlike the space that I'm in now. It's not a place of peace. It's not a place of comfort. It's not a safe space to have lively debates. Um, It is uh, a place of tension. It is a place of of not so nice people (laughs) who are surviving like i was not thriving but surviving and who just come to this place because we have to earn a living because we need a paycheck and uh an environment that was not necessarily supported uh, by leadership um because they you know they chose to allow some of the things that happened in the place to continue to happen and just there's just something just hit me in the pit of my stomach it was almost like a wave of depression if i could use it like that and i didn't say this in the book because i'm not clinically depressed but it was like you know if you've ever been overcome oh, yeah. with a wave of of sorrow or a wave of oh my god dread um, dread yeah and um and it immediately led me to feel salty and to, you know, and bitter. (laughs) And and so my emotions just turned from having a fabulous time to saying, my God, I have got to get up and go to this place again. Mm -hmm. And so what would happen is every morning when it was time to get up, I just lay there. (laughs) It wasn't because I was extra tired or I didn't get enough rest, but it was because, my God, I did not want to to take the next step right. moving towards going into this place of employment that I didn't enjoy. Right. I mean, Coach J, I I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Now that didn't mean that I wasn't proficient at it, right. that I wasn't good at it. It didn't mean that I didn't, that I had poor performance evaluations. Right. Because I was able to do it. We're multifaceted, many of us. We can do multiple things. I mean, I'm good at organizing. I'm good at directing. My family will say there are many things that I can do and actually do them proficiently. Mm. But um, it it was not something that was fulfilling. It wasn't fulfilling to my spirit. Mm. It didn't take me to a, a place of believing that I was doing what God had me here on this earth to do. It's like, there's got to be more to it than this. And somehow I have missed it because this is not it. Yeah.
0: You know, I think, I think, you know, you and I coach a lot of people. We both talk about purpose and we coach people in careers and this type of thing. I find it more and more common in today's society that people are waking up this is actually the the name of your your first chapter they wake up and they go here I am and I don't this isn't what I want to be doing with my life do do you find that pretty true as, as I feel like it's more frequent now than it ever has been do you find that also true
1: oh gosh it is it is true and for people that are in my generation you know I'm in my 50s now we we were taught you know you 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 grow up, you go to college if you can, and you get a job and it's about a job and you get the job that's going to pay the money and that's going to have the benefits. And the thought was, you know, um, 10 years ago is that you'd stay in that job for 30 years and you retire with a pension. Right. And then you right. go on and, you know, have paid for a home and, you know, and live this middle class dream. Well, things have changed. Things have changed because that doesn't always happen anymore. As a matter of fact, it's more often than not that you're not going to stay in the same job for 30 years, right? Right. And just survive it. Yeah. And so you're, you, no one was just putting into us those years ago, well, what is it that you really want to do? What is it? What is that thing that you're good at? I mean, if it's painting flowers, (laughs) nobody said, you know, your parents would say, you're crazy. You know, I want to paint flowers or something like that. Nobody said, well, you could have this wonderful business, this flower painting business and, and be happy and still be able to thrive and perhaps also take care of your family doing it. You know, those weren't the kinds of dreams that were put into our heads. It was like, get the job that's going to pay the money and pay the bills and help you provide for a family and live, live a decent life here in this country.
0: Well, you you know, it's interesting. I was teaching a college and career course and I had to design it. And uh, I had a speaker come in who uh, helped people find uh, jobs, careers. And he, he's, he's, he made a really big delineation. He said, you want to find a career. You don't want to find a job because a job is an acronym for just over broke. And, oh. and I remember him saying that not because it's not that you can't make money. It's just that you never feel whole. And so you're just over being broken. You're just past being broken. And I've always taken that to heart because oftentimes we take a job, but we don't find a career. And I think this is the thing that you do so well in this book is you, you know, I mean, the title is from boss to boss and you're trying to help us find a purpose in a career. And I want to go into this first chapter because one of the things that I want to talk about with you is you had another incident when you were 10 years old. Yes. And a family member had said something to you because you had certain dreams. So tell people what the dream was and then tell people that dreadful moment that somebody spoke certain words to you and how that affected you.
1: Sure. So... Coach Jay, I've been a dreamer all of my life. I mean, we all have gifts, and we there are certain things, and there are certain quirks about us. But I've always been one to dream. From a small child, I'd have these very imaginative dreams, and I'd wake up and I'd tell my mother about them. You know, oh mom, I dreamt about this or mm-hmm. I dreamt about that, and and oftentimes they would be uh, dreams about me and things that I foresaw and wanted in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, as a kid, I didn't understand, you know other than, wow, I had this dream and it sounds great to me. And so one of the things that I had um, dreamt about and desired and just wanted from early on was to be a person who could read the news over the air. Um, I remember vividly when I first learned how to read, I can remember um, putting together the words and changing the word. And the, and the word was um, at, at that a t word and i realized because i knew phonetic sounds that if i put the m sound and sounded it out it was matt and if i took the s it was sat and if i took the p it was pat and i can remember this like yesterday oh my god it was like i can read and so that just opened up and i was young, like under kindergarten and was able to read these words because my dad would read to me, my mom would read to me and I was surrounded with books. And so from that point on, I would read everything I could. I'd hold it up, you know, and read it. And I was fascinated with the news, absolutely fascinated with the news and with documentaries. And I would sit and watch this as a kid and just love to see these women, because I saw women, Actually, I'm from Detroit. So I saw women that actually looked like me that would read the news in, in the evening. And I thought, that's what I want to do. And I want to tell these stories that they tell, you know, which really was like reporting. I want to do this.
0: right?
1: And so um, I remember writing in and this was my dream because I had not only seen it, I wanted it, I would dream about it. So I remember riding in a car, I believe we were riding in a car with a family member, and I just was talking about that, you know, and I said, you know, oh, you know, I think I said something like, I want to be an airline stewardess or a news anchor. And I just, you know, just the news anchor was really what I wanted to be. And I said that to this person and and he said back to me, he said, well, you know, i um, I don't know about that. You know, you may want to think differently about that. You know, whatever those words were that he put together and he said, because, you know, the, the people that are on the TV, um, they're thinner than you. You know, they and, and what he was alluding to is because I was a little chunky thing was that they didn't hire people to anchor the news who were fat. That's really what he was saying. You know, he didn't say it that way, but, he, you know, hey, that's what he was saying. Like, you're a fat girl and you can't do that. You may want to do something else. And he didn't put it like that, but that's the way I heard it. That's the way it went into my spirit. And I said to myself, wow. And I thought about it and I pondered it. And I, I looked and he was right. These women that were on TV were thin. They were thin women. And I mean, back then, you know, we're talking, you know, decades ago, you could not have a weight problem. You had to be perfect and to be an airline student. So, look, I'm looking at, I'm talking about two things. Right. We had to be super thin, beautiful, and and well coiffed because they didn't allow it. Now, we know things have changed now, but it was, he actually wasn't telling me something that wasn't true. But um he should not have said that. But I internalized that and I just gave up, I tucked it away and I gave up on that thing that I really believed that I was supposed to do, Coach Jay.
0: And and this goes to the power of our words. Yes. Doesn't it? And and how careful we need to be speak to the power of words and how we need to not only speak to others, but speak to ourselves.
1: So I believe because I, you know, can give testimony after testimony about speaking uh, and words to power, um, what you believe generally is what you will speak Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what you speak and you put out into the atmosphere, into the world can absolutely um, become real, whether it's for the good or for a Mm -hmm for the um, for the negative. Mm-hmm. So if you believe and you're constantly speaking. So had I and then this would have have changed my life differently. Had I said, oh, you know, there could be a way for me to do that. Right. There could be a way for that to happen. Or, well, maybe they are, but there could be a way because there there could have been a way. I mean, there could have been, you know, first of all, who's to say I was going to grow up and be um, overweight or heavy set as an right. adult because i was only 10 then. Right. You know, who's to say that? Right. Who's to say the industry wouldn't change? Right. Who's to say that? So, but speaking positivity on that could have changed uh could have changed everything. But yes, when you when you speak um life into something, mm. then it lives. If you speak death on something, then it dies. And i i I can tell you over and over again uh, about people that I know and I write, I illustrate um, vividly in this book about this woman that I worked with. And I became very cognizant of this early in my life because I was in my early 20s when I worked with a person who just constantly spoke sickness on themselves constantly. Oh, I think I have this ailment. I think I have that ailment or oh, I have this, I've got to go to this physician and that physician. And it just spiraled into initially being told, well, no, you don't, <laughs> you don't have this condition. You know, I'm glad you came in to see me and and, and paid me $150, whoever <laughs> these physicians were uh, to um, this person winding up with a serious Health condition and succumbing early to it. And I can remember watching this and just and and you know, and I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I was reading a Bible every day, all day in, in my <laughs> 20s, or you know, I was sitting talking to God all day, uh, you know, and every day about, you know, what is 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 written. But I thought, this is that wasn't good right. what she was doing. And I'm watching what was transpiring. And I took note of that early on to be as positive as I can about any and every situation. I mean, if it's bad, it's bad, but let's turn that into what we can do to make it through it. Even if the situation is bad, I can take that situation and turn it into, well, let's look at the good in it. Let's take the good in it so that we can get through it and get to the other side of the situation.
0: And that's that learner's... Yeah, that's that learner's mentality of what can I learn from this and move forward
1: exactly
0: know? and, and instead
1: of wallowing in it right. and sitting in it and sitting in because it's like you're sitting in death or you're waiting on, on 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 death to come upon whatever that situation is. Right. Yeah. That
0: you're in. Her name is uh Zondra We're just getting started here. The book is from called From Bossed to Boss. It's never too late to reclaim your dreams and live in uh purpose. Uh, You're listening to her here on A New Direction. Hey, folks, uh, the elite team at Epic Physical Therapy, and whether you're recovering from injury, surgery, suffering everyday aches and pains, uh, maybe you're a professional athlete. Listen, they work with them all. Listen, here's the deal. They're going to customize a treatment program that's specifically designed for you. So when you're ready for your Epic Relief, your Epic Recovery, your Epic Results, don't look any further. Go to EpicPT.com. That's E P I C. PT.com and Lindacraft Team Realtors. For more than 38 years, they've been helping people transition in life. You say, whoa, wait a minute. I thought they do real estate. What do you mean life transition? Well, think about it. Every place you've ever lived has been a transition in your life. They've helped thousands of people. They can help you in taking the stress, reducing the stress in that transition. Helping you make that transition much easier because that's what happens when you're selling or buying a home. They would love to help you. So listen, when you're ready to make your life transition, the next one upsize, downsize, whatever, go to Linda Craft and go to Linda Craft Team Realtors. That's lindacraft.com. It's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction with uh, Zandra Wimberly, Um, her book, From Boss to Boss. It's outstanding. Uh, We just got started uh, in there and as she told her story, I think it's time that we get into a few other little pieces of the book. Uh, that you you talk about. Um, one of the things you say is this, uh, because you, and this is in chapter three, no regrets, a new beginning is possible now. And here's what you say. Tough times happen to everyone. Everyone has moments of fear, insecurity, lack of understanding and other issues. The first step is to take a step. Do not remain stagnant. Make your move forward. Even if you feel afraid or uncertain, as you take small steps, your confidence in faith will increase. So help us understand when we want to make this career transition. Help us help us put that into perspective of taking that first step. What is, what might that look like? And what did it look like for you?
1: So, I would say well, first of all, for me, my first step um was to to figure out what the thing is that I really wanted to do that was going to give me that, that joy, <laughs> that mm-hmm. happiness. And, and so that I wouldn't be salty every
0: Sunday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to do some introspective reflection and really go back to my childhood, which is where I, I found myself at 10 years old and realized, oh my gosh, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I'm bouncing here and I'm bouncing there. Well, the, the thing that I love is still there because I still sit and watch documentaries. I still love um, teaching and training and telling stories. I still enjoy doing that and writing. Ton- I've written more than just this book. This is just the one that I published.
0: Right.
1: And so that first step for me was to go back and do some reflecting. Um, for others, for it, it can be very frightening. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. have done something perhaps the same thing for 20 years or 25 years, you didn't like it. And now somebody says, well, you're not happy. Why don't you change it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, that can be very frightening. So the first step, I always suggest is a small one that you can be comfortable with. And that can just be figuring out, first of all, what that thing is like I did, and then just doing some research, just going on the Internet. We go on there every day, all day anyway, and do a little research on that industry or that thing that you want to do. Just do a little search and and see what pops up and do some reading. My favorite places are libraries and bookstores. I just love, love, love them. You know, you may pick up a periodical if you always wanted to be a photographer. There's all kinds of magazines on the shelf at the few bookstores that we have. or You can go on Amazon or wherever and, you know, and and grab a magazine and just read or research somebody else who's done that and is doing that and read their life story can be so inspirational to you to help you to want to take another step. That's just a tiny step. Very comfortable. Doesn't require a whole lot of capital invest to invest in that you can do that will get you going and things that will inspire you to move to continue to move forward
0: now you offer here five steps that you use to move on in the psychological emotional steps that people can take so i'm going to walk you through each one and then i'm just gonna have you expand on it okay so the sure. first the first step that you have is acknowledgement and so talk about why Acknowledgement in terms of remembering what intrigues you, acknowledging what stops you. Talk about acknowledgement, why that's a really important first step psychologically and emotionally.
1: Well, because the key to deliverance from anything is acknowledging that you need deliverance from the thing. Or acknowledging <laughs> that you have <laughs> well, You're not going anywhere if you say that I don't have a problem. Okay? <laughs> so that's why acknowledgement is the first thing. <laughs> got high emotional intelligence okay <laughs> I realize I'm faulty every Sunday so I have to acknowledge that right okay? right okay so you know really you do I mean I I, I we can laugh about it but but honestly yeah. you just have to say listen I'm here um it doesn't feel comfortable I don't like it right. uh and so now what am I going to do about it because this is just it's not good for
0: me all right so then the second step you have after acknowledgement is acceptance talk about that
1: so then that's step two. And then to say, you know, maybe I missed something. Mm. Something happened. I, I missed it. I, you know, you, you. I could have gone this way. There were times, and I will tell you, in my life and even in my college career, that I could have undone that damage, okay? Sure, sure. Because I, took, I studied communications. I could have actually studied broadcast communications. But that thing that was tucked away right. came back and, and I said, you know what, no, I, I think I'll go this route. Right. So I right. had to to acknowledge and to accept that that, you know, yeah, I, I had a, a a part to play in that as well. Because I didn't have to, once I became an adult, right, keep that mindset, right?
0: Right. No, right. One of the things you say in this section, you say. I had to accept the past and give myself permission to change my future. Exactly. That's beautiful. I love how you wrote that. It's gorgeous. All right. The third step. So we have have acknowledgement, acceptance, and then, oh, and this one's hard. Forgive.
1: There it is. You just can't stay stuck there. I will tell you. And I am harder on myself than anyone else because I believe in accepting responsibility for my actions Mm -hmm. and um, being very clear on where I am. I just I'm just not one of these people to say, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't have a I didn't do it. If I did it, I did it. But let's move on from it. Um, so yes, I made a, uh, a mistake or a misstep or I did something wrong or I didn't get it right. So let me, you know, take my, my moments to say, you know, I messed up or I screwed up, um, but forgive myself because I, I literally sat there. I mean, we're talking about decades later and I'm like, my God, you know, I, and I, I don't remember, I think I wrote about this or or I've told so many stories, but I'd sit there and watch, you know, all these these women in the industry right. and I critique them. I mean, I could sit right today and say, oh, she should have done this or right, look at right, that. Right. That doesn't look good on on the air. She should have worn this color. Or why didn't she ask that question? Right. You know, maybe the the women, because I'm a woman. And so I had to forgive myself, you know, and not not just. Stay and wallow in okay. I missed it, and then um, be angry at others who did get it right. So I didn't want that to happen. So I had to forgive myself and forgive and forgive the man who said that to me. Right. Sure. Right. that That toxicity was not festering inside of me and blaming him for that right so i had to let that go i really had to go through a process of forgiving myself and making sure that i knew that i had forgiven him and i have
0: right okay so we've got acknowledgement we got acceptance forgive and then the fourth one is release it that can be a harder one than i think that we want to acknowledge but talk about releasing it you talk about you that, know, that
1: can be harder because sometimes i want to revisit it mm. So once you have forgiven, you don't just keep going back and going yeah. back because you're holding on to it. That's good. You let it go. Yeah. It happened. It's done. It's over. So if you're following these steps, then you got to let it go. And right. not every time something happens or you're in a, you know, something happens on the job, you want to go back and talk about what you should have, would have, could have and who wronged you? Right. You know, it's just it's not acknowledging what has happened. So you've missed, you gotta go back and start all over again. Right, right. right because right. you're you're revisiting it over and over again. And many times it's because it's so hard. Right. You know, people we life is tough and things happen, and and many times people just have a very difficult time accepting the fact that things happen to them and they may have had something to do with it. They want to blame everybody else. And sometimes it is somebody's fault. I mean, people have had just horrible childhoods. I, right. I can't say I had a horrible childhood and things right. have happened and, and they're in a situation, but you've got to let it go and move on. So that release is not revisiting it over and over again.
0: And you have some practical advice in here too. You, say, you said that I wrote all my feelings in a journal. I released them. And I love the statement, these things were in the past, and that is where they will always be.
1: In the past. And some people I have advised, you know, whatever way that will help you, but to write them. And for some people, yeah. um, I advise to tear it up. Uh, some people, you know, throw it in your fireplace, <laughs> uh, tear sure. it up and flush it down your toilet. <laughs> if to, you can handle it. Whatever kind of visual, if you're a visual person. Yep. That can work for you to just, you know, this is what, what hurt me. These were the mistakes and it's over and now it's gone.
0: Okay. So we have acknowledge it, accept it, forgive it, release it. And then the final one plan forward.
1: Move forward, start planning, planning to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Plan to keep going on with your life so that you don't have to continue to revisit it so that you don't have to stay stuck in an unforgiven state. Mm-hmm. unforgiving and unforgiven uh, haven't forgiven yourself but right. that's what I mean by that. So start planning that gives you something to look forward to that gives hope yeah. to look forward to to be able to get out of it. I mean we if you're if you've gone through a situation like this, and you feel like you've been stuck, I mean, literally for years and decades or however long it is, then what you want is some hope that, you know, well, well what do I do now? Well, right. you start planning, right. you start researching, you start journaling, you start writing down what you can do, how you can how you can make that change, how you can turn that corner because you can. It's not too late. If you're still on this side. It's not too late.
0: These five were beautiful, but then you follow it up with steps to help you discover your purpose. And and it's kind of this four simple steps. The first one is create a vision board. And I think this is so practical. And so so talk about discovering a purpose. Talk about you creating your vision board, what that might look like for someone um, as a first step in discovering your purpose
1: so i am visual i really like visuals they just help me um i like colors i like images i like videos all of those things and so having a vision board whether you use a poster board that you can get from a dollar tree or whether or not you do the digital forms, because they have them now yeah, on these platforms. Yeah. You can do them digitally for the techie people. But um, a vision board allowed me it first of all, you take time with yourself to create it, right? Because right. you can't do it two or three minutes. So you've really got to take the time to sit and and comb through magazines or newspapers or books or uh, whatever it is, you know, even if it's an internet search for different images and imagery that will take you to that place that you want to be. And so that's exactly what I did. And I divided it up into areas um, of my health because I tend to um, exercise. I, I um, uh, exercise and I desire to be a healthy eater. I do fall off the wagon and I tell who <laughs> We like,
0: all do. You're not alone. It's okay. <laughs>
1: Mr. I have never met a Reese's peanut butter cup that I didn't like, (laughs) so I keep them away from me because I just have never met one that I didn't like, whether they're the small ones or the large ones. Uh, That's beautiful. So I have to control that. Uh, So, um, but on the board is uh, you know a picture of a woman who. You know, exercising, because that's very important to me and and how I eat and take care of my physical um, self. Right. Uh, And then words, words that uh, because they matter. Yes, they do. I talk about that words and imagery. So I have words like dream and powerful. I had mogul, Um, just all these words that I was able to pull out that would be inspiring to me along with again images I love so that. the physical and then the business that I wanted to have um, and then some other things that I that I that I put on there as well and then I put those together and then um, I put my like my personal mantra at the bottom which was tell the story that's my personal mantra because I'm a storyteller yeah. to remind yeah. myself and then I put it up you know in my room so I could see it every day To remind
0: myself. Yes. I think that's such a beautiful, we don't talk about those little practical things, but they are so practical, so simple, and yet they work, right? Sometimes we overcomplicate it. And I thought the beautiful thing about what you did here was you just brought us back to some really good, old fashioned, heartfelt, see it so you can believe it. You know, I mean, it was just, it was beautiful. So I love the vision board. Okay. The second tier you had was. And you did this, you wrote this in the book, use a 12 month planning calendar. Talk about taking us through a 12 month planning calendar and the importance of doing that.
1: So I am a planner. I believe in planning. I like to write things down. Again, as I said, I'm visual. And so, and I, I always like to reflect um on my life and where I'm going around my birthday that's like my time it's like my new year yeah. and so uh, planning things out month by month that time of year and then the end of of the of our calendar year is another time when I plan and just writing out what I wanted to do, how I plan to move forward. So when I made the decision that I was gonna write the book, when I made the decision that I was going to um, launch a training and a coaching program to help others, I just wrote out everything that I wanted to do. And then I broke them down month by month so that it wouldn't be overwhelming. Because I mean, you know, just even to say that I'm going to write a book can be overwhelming to many people. It's like, oh, OK, you know, <laughs> I knew that this book actually lived in me. I had to tell this story. I just had to tell it because yeah. I said somebody else in this world needs to hear this and I need to get it out of me. It's it just was like something that lived. And so even in that, I had to plan, you know, the time that I was going to take to outline it, the title of it um, what each chapter would be about, how much of my story I would tell, how I would put it all together, who would help me, all of that. So just planning month by month. And I like to do it in cycles like that so that at the end, you know, I can check them off. And at the end of the year, when it's time for me to do it again, I can go back and say, wow, I made some great accomplishments in just 12 months.
0: That's beautiful. Her name is Zondra Wimberly and, um, The book is from Boss to Boss. Uh, By the way, there's two more uh, things that she's got in helping discover your purpose. So you do not want to go away from the show. Okay, you want to stay right here. You're listening to her here on A New Direction. Uh, folks, Epic Physical Therapy, my physical therapist, I think they should be yours too, by the way. Listen, they offer the most top of the advanced, top-of-the-line equipment like the Ultra g Anti-Gravity Treadmill, the Normatec Depression Sleeves, Game Ready, my favorite. Uh, that's just a few. And listen, they're trained and certified in, in the most comprehensive cutting-edge treatments, blood flow restriction therapy, dry needle and cupping, and that's just a few. Listen, when you're ready for your Epic Relief, Epic Recovery, Epic Results, don't look any further. Go to EpicPT.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft Team Realtors. Listen, for more than 38 years, they've been helping people all over the world connect with the best professionals in the area. How can they do that? Well, they're unaffiliated with any national brand or company. They are their own company, so they've created relationships all over the world. To help you find the best real estate professional in your area. So, when you're ready to make that life transition, whether you're upsizing, uh, buying your first house, or maybe you're downsizing, you want to sell your house, start with Linda Craft Team Realtors. It's really easy. They can help you and they're happy to do it. It's lindacraft.com. It's L I N D A C R A F T.com. And we're back here on a new direction with uh, my friend. I'm calling her friend. I I just am I'm calling her friend Zondra Wimberly uh, from boss to boss and she has been awesome so far And she's going to continue to be even more awesomer and I know it's not a word. I don't care It's my show. I could say whatever I want to say on my show Um, Okay, so we've gone through creative vision board use a 12 12 month planning calendar and then Here's one that we overlook often when we're struggling to find that next career purpose circle of support Talk, talk us through about the circle support, the importance of it, and why that's such a critical piece, defining your purpose.
1: Well, for me, because I'm relational, mm-hmm. uh, having relationships and having someone to talk to that you can trust uh, is just so important because, I, and, and I think if we learn nothing, um, else from the pandemic that we went through is that to just have another person to be able to talk through when you are feeling uncomfortable, when you are feeling un certain, when you are feeling fearful, Mm. when you are, when you have lost your joy and happiness, when all things seem like everything is just coming in on you or caving in on you to have someone that is going to be a cheerleader or a truth bearer to you about who you really are, what you can do, and that will support you and your dreams because, and it's so important because there's always going to be the naysayers. Yes. And the ones that will tell you this is ridiculous. Right. You're how old and you want to do what? You're going <laughs> to that good job? Are you kidding me? Who do you right. think you are? You're 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 to this, you're to that. And so those people will always exist. Right. But it's important to seek out that circle of support. And I have a tremendous sister circle of a few very um, good Women friends who can identify with what I have gone through, who know me very well uh, and who I can call on when I need to, to just talk through some things, you know, how does this sound? Or if I'm doubtful because I'm not a perfect um, person or perfect mm-hmm. being and to just remind me right. of, you know, wonderful things about me, they will well, say. We, we and all
0: and need encouragement, right? In and and, 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 we can have accountability in encouragement so that people can push us and, and encourage us at the same time.
1: That's absolutely correct. You that know, encouragement and that, and, yeah. and it can be very inspirational. Yes. Um, because when you, when you launch a new venture, depending on whatever you are doing, it can be very lonely, very lonely place. Oh yeah. And so, you know, I encourage myself often, <laughs> but. Sometimes I need to hear from someone else. Absolutely. Some support. So that it it is really helpful as you move forward, if you're transitioning, um, a career or making a major change in your life,
0: the, the fourth piece that you had, and, and you, you really do emphasize this a lot in this book is research your industry. Talk us about that piece of it, because. I, I think sometimes we we dream, but we don't do the research to tell us why that's so important.
1: It's so very important because uh, and so I've owned several businesses and times change. Technology changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, things change within every industry. And I talk about this company that I that I started, I'm very proud to have started a baby food company um, way back in the early 2000s. And so I had to get in there and research and understand that industry, understand um, the the science behind the food. I had to understand the laws that uh, dictated the baby food industry, which is somewhat different than regular food. I had to understand um, purchasing shelf space, which if you've ever had a product on a shelf, you'll understand what that means. Things that I just didn't have a clue about, I had to research and understand. Now, if we fast forward and that was um, when I launched that, it was 2004. If we fast forward to 2023 and I were to just go back and say, I'm going to start this again and I'm going to go out and do something. Well, things have changed tremendously from then to now. So you always have to research and constantly, constantly stay abreast of whatever it is that you want to do. Technology has changed. Everything has changed. Um, I mentioned earlier, if you wanted to, let's say you want to be a photographer. Well, I took photography in college, Coach Jay, and, it, you know, I was in a dark room with film and developer. <laughs> I still remember that.
0: That smell. I, oh, that I, awful I, smell.
1: That smell. <laughs> you know, so I'm an amateur photographer, but I loved it. It went along with some things that I remember. I told you I love images, um, but it's very different today. Right. I mean, that's not necessarily what I would do would want to learn if I wanted to become a photographer now. So you've got to do your research and it, and it can be very um, an inexpensive step that you can take and a wise one because it can save you money from making a mistake.
0: That's beautiful. I'm going to move on uh, in chapter five and you have a subtitle here called passion versus purpose. And there's a lot of people who want to talk about follow your passion, follow your passion. And you you i i chuckled i have to be honest with you i chuckled when i read this cuz you said i'm passionate about baking <laughs> but that's not necessarily my purpose so help us understand because just because you might be passionate about it that may not have anything to do with your purpose help us help us walk through that a little bit
1: so it's funny, I say that because I do enjoy it. I do enjoy baking, but I enjoy it seasonally. It's And, and my family laughs because right around uh, Thanksgiving or when the weather, I, let's just say with the fall of the year, right. I I call it my baking spirit. It just comes (laughs) upon me. You know, I'm reminiscent of my mother when she would start baking, because it's the fall, I'm here in Detroit, it's the Midwest, it's cold. And so I start baking desserts, I'm making pound cakes, I'm baking pies, and and my family benefits from this because I'm making desserts more often. And I do enjoy it, but that is not something that I would want to do to earn a living uh, every week. It's something that I like to do around certain times of the, of the year when I feel like doing it. So that's what I mean by I'm passionate about it. I only like top quality desserts. I can't eat, you know, like the, the stuff that you might find on a, on a big box store shelf. I'm not going to eat it because I like the home baked stuff, right. with the real butter and all that. So I've got a, a passion for it and a taste for it. But it's not something that I would want to do to earn a living. Absolutely not.
0: And it doesn't, passions don't necessarily fulfill your purpose. They may make you feel good for a moment, right? Right. But a purpose is something, and I, and I try to explain to my clients the same way that you do, I believe, is that we try to explain to them, this is something that you just naturally do and you do it and you want to do it. You would do it for free.
1: That's the key. You would do it for free. You, you just I and I will tell you when I am out um, um, coaching and helping others and sharing my stories of what I have have gone through. Um, I don't say, oh, that'll be one hundred and fifty dollars because I've talked to you. If somebody asks a question right. and I can help them, I'm going to help them. Right. Because I uh, because it's my purpose and I've got to share with them if there's something. And some people don't. They can't afford to pay. And I've helped plenty of people. They're like, you know, I can't afford to pay, but I'm stuck. Cozy. You know, what do I do? And I will will give them tips and tell them this is what you can do. And yes, you can do it. And I'm going to encourage them.
0: Right. Yeah. I I think. Yeah. I agree with you because I know that there are plenty of times where I've done pro bono coaching. Right. Because I am not, I I have said, I do not want money to be an inhibitor to helping people. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's
1: the right thing to do. You right, just right. feel in your, in your gut that it's the right thing to do to help yep. this person. We're not talking about someone who's trying to take advantage of right, you, right, but someone who just genuinely needs help. Yeah, And, uh, and so, yeah.
0: All right. So yeah, I just, it's beautiful. That's beautiful. I just I had to do the passion versus purpose thing because when I read the thing about I love to bake, I'm passionate about baking, but it's seasonal. <laughs> by the way, right. <laughs> I don't want to do this forever. It's not a purpose. Uh, right. Although for some right. people, you know what, you may find purpose in baking because you feel like you're bringing you know joy and life into people. So for some people, baking could be a purpose. I mean, it could very well be a. purpose. Oh, it, right? it
1: absolutely is. Right. It is, and I know some people who do that, and they they uh, absolutely love it. Yeah. But for me to just, you know, provide for the family, and that's my sole thing, I couldn't do it. Now, um, to help out, sure, but it's not the purpose. Yeah, it's not the purpose. All right, chapter
0: seven. And by the way, how clever of you. Chapter seven, seven steps to leaving your job without losing your mind, okay, (laughs) which I thought was awesome that you did that there. So let's go through these. Um, First one is save, uh, and you say pay off as many debts as possible. Talk about why that's Mm -hmm. important. Uh, when you're without losing your mind?
1: So what I find with my clients who want to transition, the first thing they worry about is the money. Mm. And so they will worry themselves to death and just, you know, I can't do this. I can't afford to do this. It's it's always about the money. Because remember, I, I, I walked you into this, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you got the job, to make the money so that you could live a certain life. So it wasn't about what am I going to do for my purpose or what's going to make me happy? It's about where I can get the most money to help take care of this family and live right. the American dream. Right? right. So the first thing you, do, you would need to do is to make sure your finances are in order and to start saving, cutting out the Starbucks, cutting out. I mean, if you've got seven streaming um, uh platforms coming in, maybe you can cut them down to two and save that money and take your lunch instead of eating out. Right. So saving and, and, and taking a look at your your financial situation so that you can have that piece. Because if you know, you know, hey, I've got enough saved up, you know, I can I can actually transition And you may need to, it may even involve um, retiring from one position and going to another one. So that's why that's so important. All right, next one. Next
0: one, take advantage. And you talk about training.
1: Oh, absolutely. So if you are going to become, let's say you and I keep using this photography situation, but whatever it is that you're going to do, if you're currently in a a professional position or whatever you're in, then you look there and see what kind of opportunities that they're offering. There are many um, jobs that offer professional development and all you have to do is sign up for them and get your supervisor to approve it. Take advantage of it. Or if you're going to a conference, take a look at what they're offering at that conference. And it may be something that will personally benefit you. Sign up for that session. Grab a business card from somebody who's doing it. But absolutely.
0: Network. Is the third. Network,
1: network, network. (laughs) It's the most, it's one of the most important things that we can do. And um, as one of my husband's friends says, it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you so getting out there and starting to tell people this is what you want to do and getting and like i said grabbing business cards or nowadays it's a qr code i think (laughs) you know you just snap a picture of something but um making yourself known and meeting people in that industry or where you want to go
0: all right potential coach
1: potential coach so obtaining somebody who can assist you in what you're trying to do. So if you can get a find a coach that can help you, that's very, very beneficial. A coach, a mentor, or somebody that can work with you to help you in that area that you're going into.
0: And then uh, so you have potential coach, mentor, and then you have accountability partner and advisory board.
1: So the accountability partner is that person that usually is in your circle that is going to call you when you're not doing what you said you're
0: going <laughs> to do. And so I, had a,
1: I have a wonderful accountability partner and we meet on Wednesdays. And I know, my gosh, when I've got to talk to her, you know, what I said I was going to do last week had better be done or and it better have been a life or death situation. And she's awesome. Uh, she's a friend but she's not afraid to say you know you didn't do this you know and and why didn't you do it why there's no reason why you shouldn't have had this done right and i'm still we're still going to be friends right, but right. the accountability partner is, is is important
0: and then the advisory board
1: and an advisory board is something that i recommend and it's similar to what i call my sister circle but it's it's really putting people in place and i have two that i can can call and have a meeting and say, you know, this is something, this is the direction that I want to take the company in. I want to branch off into this type of training. And then they're going to give me advice and say, well, you know, you have, you've mastered this, but you didn't get this part done. So I think you should do this before you do that. So they're going to give me their professional advice and expertise before I go off and do something differently.
0: Do you know we've done an hour?
1: It just flew by. It was <laughs> awesome. It was just like a conversation talking to a friend and I've enjoyed it.
0: Earl. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I I've enjoyed having yeah. you on. Tell tell people how they can get a hold of you.
1: Well, my name is Zandra Wimberly. I am you can go to my website which is zandrawimberly.com. I am at uh Instagram which is uh, my my name i am zandra w or my company which is dream z enterprises you can follow me there my book is available on amazon yep. uh, from boss to boss pick up a copy and uh but all avenues are you can reach me through my website
0: yeah and i even connected with her on linkedin and so we're, we're like, that's right. We're connected Got LinkedIn, we're, and we're, we, we even follow each other on, on Instagram too, by the way. So I'm just saying, absolutely, I'm just saying, I'm,
1: absolutely. So I, I'm out there.
0: I'm just saying I feel a little special. So if you feel that stay You're with
1: me,
0: <laughs> stay with me, Zandra folks, okay. it's the show. You know what I say to you every week and you know what that is, right? You are in control of three things in your life at all times, regardless of your circumstances, your attitude, your effort and getting back up again. I know that things can be tough. I know that things can be hard. But you still have a choice in your attitude every day. You have a choice of how excellent you're going to be every day. That's your effort. And you know what? We all get knocked down, but it's up to you to get back up again. Do that because that's in your control. I'm going to be back next week with another great guest. This could be another great book. It's going to be another outstanding show. And as I say to you every week, you know what? You had a lot of choices. You chose us. Thank you. Give us a positive review. As I say to you all over the world, that is ciao. New Things are going to change. And find the strength to go a different way. Yeah, the time has come, your dreams will take you places you have never been before. Find your passion, find your strength. Don't worry anymore. A new direction.